This podcast is brought to you by Native Co. Gallery, an indigenous-owned business. They offer turquoise jewelry, beadwork, pottery, and Pendleton. You can also shop jewelry and Pendleton on their website at www.nativecogallery.com or in-store at 516 West 12th, Ada, Oklahoma. And let them know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. This episode of Okie Podcast is brought to you by Southwest Trading Company. If you've not been to Southwest Trading Company, please go do that right now or after this podcast. But the location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southwest Trading Company has so many items from so many different artists like jewelry, art, blankets, cedar boxes, clothing, collectibles. You name it, they got it. So why not shop at Southwest Trading Company? Go like the Facebook page, follow the Facebook page. To keep up with all new events coming at the store and items. And once again, that location is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check them out and let them know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. Welcome back to Okie Podcast. On this episode, I have a very special guest. She is the owner of No Heart Designs and sometimes special guest host of Real Indigenous, Marley Fixico. Hence, Jay Estongo, Jahajifkaros, Marley Fixico, Omalegida, Hodogegi, Omadoa, Mikasuki. Hello, how are you? My name is Marley Fixco. I am an enrolled member of the Seminole Nation of Oklahoma. My clan is Wind Clan, and my band is Mikasiki Band. But I'm also a descendant of the Navajo and Laguna Pueblo Nations. Nice. Glad to be here. So you from here, like born and raised? Yep, born and raised. I was born um, in Chickasaw country and I was raised in Seminole, Oklahoma. Mostly for my younger like um days I grew up in the little strawther community. Mm-hmm. And so my family's original allotment is up in that area. So if you don't if you're not familiar with Seminole, it's kinda like um north by I forty. Mm-hmm. And so and then whenever I was in elementary school, I transferred to Seminole High School, and I graduated from there. Big school? Uh, not that big. I graduated, I think, with like 96 in my grade, and Dang. so that's not too big. Um, I don't know what they graduate now because they shut down the high school I was in, and they built a new one. But in the meantime, they were in a grocery store, which is like interesting, but they seem to got it all figured out now. Mm-hmm. 
but yep. Then from there, I I attended Gordon Cooper Technology Center um, while I was in high school and graduated with a pre-engineering academy certificate um, and went off to Oklahoma State University um, after graduation. Um, I've been in and out of school a lot um, for different reasons, like mostly like uh, stuff has happened in my life and so I'm still working on my bachelor's. I'm going to school for mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. I started uh, as a biomedical biochemical engineering and then switched to industrial at one point. And I also went to school at like Swasu too. Because <laughs> uh, I moved around a lot. But I was always just trying to like further my education and learn stuff. And I think there was like a engineering, environmental engineering technology. Mm-hmm. And then, but I'm back in school right now and hoping to graduate in a couple of years. Back at OSU? Mm-hmm. I'm going to OSU Tulsa now. Oh, okay. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. Online or in person? In person. Yeah. They have options for online, but I really don't do well with online. I like to be in class. And so that's just how I found that I study or like am a better student is if I'm like in that space. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like if I go to campus and I'll just stay there for like um, the whole day or like hours before and after or whatnot. Whoa. So you're a full-time student? Full-time student. 12 uh, credits? I think it's technically 13. Oh, right? really? Or, well, full-time is 12, but yeah. like I think I'm taking 13. Mm-hmm. What classes are you taking now? So at OSU, they have this program. It's called College Park with uh, TCC. And so I was like, I'm full-time combined. Um, so I go to TCC part-time and OSU full-time, but I'm like full-time OSU, whatnot, however that set that up, which is pretty nice because, I don't know, because if you're all in school at the same time and it's all going towards the same degree, then it's good that it's counted that way. But mm-hmm. I'm taking, I'm retaking physics because I haven't been in school in like four years or something. Mm-hmm. And so I'm retaking that because I have to take physics too. And then I have to take like circuits, which is like electrical. Okay. But, and then I'm taking an intro to engineering class, which I'm like, I've already taken two. I don't know why I'm taking this one. But it's just for to boost my GPA, I guess. Yeah. But the guy's interesting, and so it's good to just kind of be in that setting and have my hours. Um, Strengths of materials lab. And then I have a manufacturing processes lab, which is like um, learning how to build and make things, like theoretically. And then, um, what do they call it? Um... Data Acquisitions and Controls Lab. Um, it sounds It's like programming a lot in like um, boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Fluid Mechanics class, Whoa. which is like uh, the movement of fluids in different systems, like, um, like, con- like, con- um, like through pipes or like air conditioning type things or whatnot. And so it's a, it's a lot of math. Yeah. It sounds like it. (laughs) So that's mechanical engineering. 
that's a lot of engineering classes, but that one specifically I'm working towards mechanical, which I switched to this one because I wanted to be more hands on than Mm -hmm. like I was taking industrial and I didn't like it as much because it was like big picture. Like you're looking at, for instance, like, like an airplane brings in these like shipments and where it's going to go and like all these little tiny things. And I'm like, I want to build stuff with my hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what mechanic. I've heard mechanical engineering, but I just never like looked into it. Mm-hmm. Cause I guess like it just sounded too complicated for me. Cause I'm not too, I, I hate math. Oh gosh, I hate math. And I was never good at math, just basic math, but going beyond your division and multiplication and all that stuff. It was like super hard for me. And so mechanical engineering, so that allows you, I thought it was cars. You can be a car. A lot of people are like mechanics, like airline, yeah. cars, okay, airline. like, um, like are kind of like the main two things. And of course you can do like robotics or whatnot. But what I want to do is I want to help build this, um, or like, I don't know. I've been telling people about this for a while. So mm-hmm. um, I call it like a high speed train to connect Indian country. Oh, cool. It was what I'm thinking and like where I want, what I wanted to do with history. It's like, of course, like I could study on my own, but you know, it's better to be in that environment and to learn more from mm-hmm. people who are doing this. And so what I think about this is other countries, they have um, high speed rails. They have more public transportation and it's like imagine like how much time in your day you would get back if you if you're able to take public transportation from to go visit your family okay like for instance if there was a place there was a train that went from Tulsi to Pawnee Mm -hmm. like there are train like railways that are built all over Oklahoma that do that already Mm -hmm. because the towns that are in Oklahoma were primarily native towns. That's why they have native names. Wewoka, Barking Water, Walika, Wetumpka, all these things to do with water. Sasakwa, Goose. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's already in place. We just kind of have to, and they're not really being utilized, I don't think. So if we can improve upon that, then, like, our people wouldn't so much need to have, like, um, private vehicles. Mm-hmm. They could do that and go visit their family. And it's like... And also, like, we eventually would be able to travel and visit other reservations and be able to um, share and, like, um, share culture, share knowledge, be able to communicate better and to help one another. And I just feel like over the last probably seven years or something, I've been able to travel a lot. And um, one of the recent trips I went to was, like, Badlands National Park. And some of these places I'm, like, thinking, um, like, I wonder if my grandparents ever got to see anything like this. Because knowing them, knowing that they had, like, a family, like, five girls, like, um, a son, and um, to raise, like, they're mostly working or whatnot. But if you had an affordable way to travel, that you would be able to do a lot of things and see a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of think about those things, like, and I just think how 
thankful I am that my grandparents and my ancestors worked so hard for me to be able to live my life and for me to have the opportunity to do anything. And so this is like kind of like I want to do this for my community. I want to do this for Indian country because I feel like they deserve it. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like so much of like our expenses that we have are for one, like housing. I feel like we should go back to communal housing or living back with our clans and bands and stuff like that. Because you're better in community. Like you have your aunts to help walk. You have your cousins, everybody to help take care of one another. And especially like I, I've i been saying like I want to move back to Seminole whenever I'm done like getting my education and whatnot and done working. Like I want to take everything I've learned and move back to Seminole so I can take care of my family. Because mm-hmm. my aunts are getting older. And like I know it's like I could be a lot of use to them now if I was doing that. But then I wouldn't be able. I don't feel like it's time yet. But. Um, even like my sister Shay, she lives up here and she's like trying to figure out like daycare and stuff like that. And I'm like, it'd be a lot easier if we just lived together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We could save money and, um, whatnot. And I think about how the, like, U.S. government with the, um, with the Indian Removal Act, we took, they took all of our lands on the East Coast or like southeastern tribes or whatnot and even with like other tribes like Indian removal to Oklahoma it's like we had towns we had buildings we had farms we had everything set up and of course they would want it mm-hmm. we did all the hard work we had put in the time and we knew the land and then they move us all westward west of the Mississippi was supposed to be Indian territory mm-hmm. you weren't like like non-natives whites, Caucasians, traders, whatnot. They weren't supposed to be able, able to enter Indian territory without permission. And then little by little, broken treaty after broken treaty, we get, our space gets dwindled, whatnot, because they want our land and our resources, basically. But with the Allotment Act by Henator, uh, Senator Henry Dawes, he wanted to civilize us, assimilate us, and moved us into um, private ownership, basically to work. Mm-hmm. So you could farm your land, so you could sell your crops, so that you could make money for your family or whatnot, but you had to move. You had your own individual 160 acres or whatnot, but even though like you're head of household or mill or whatnot. It's like it's division or whatnot, and I feel like, we're just stronger together. We um, can accomplish a lot. But whenever they did the Allotment Act, so um, it depends on the tribe and the time. But most times they bought acreage for like less than $2 an acre. And then um, that equates to less than $32 an acre now, which is crazy <laughs> because oh. like – Acreage is not that cheap anymore. No, no. And it's like they took our land from us and then like we can't hardly afford to get it back. Yeah. At the same time, it's like it's so hard. Like at times, like it's like, I don't know, I could have gone on about this again. <laughs> but No, it's it's crazy because like, yeah, I mean, I was going to say now is the time we need you. Mm-hmm. Marley, with the uh, whole tag thing, right? Like, I mean, 
that is such a crazy thing because you talk about your the train you were wanting to make mm-hmm. and how I was thinking like, well, what a crazy thing to bring up because you've been wanting to do that. And now it's like people are getting pulled over because they're out of their own jurisdiction because of their tribal tags. And that was, I mean, people, they say like, oh, it's it's been around for like decades, but now it's being, re- it's being enforced to where, yeah, you can get a ticket for just not being on your own land. And I'm like, that's a, it's like such racism. Yeah. It's like from our state that is named by the tribes that live here that has the five tribes on the seal, mm-hmm. like, and that's ingrained in like our it's on our um, on our flag. It's on the seal. It's like in the capital everywhere, and it's just blatant racism. And you know, like with this current like governor, like so much things have changed. Mm-hmm. Like in the visibility of um, Native Americans of the first people that lived in this state, um, because we used to have a tag that said Native America on it yeah. with the rain god on it i don't remember who the artist is but i know they have a statue like i think at the gilcrease or whatnot mm, yeah I but yeah someone complained or said something about how, like how like he didn't subscribe or he shouldn't be forced to that i was like bro you could like go get a personalized tag mm-hmm. like but no they changed it and so now our tag just has a scissor tail on it that's not really visible i don't think and it, they took away the native america oh and, like, our new state IDs used to have, like, the seal on it. They still might. But it has, like, the capital on it. And it has a freaking oil derrick on there. Like, our state is so corrupt. Does like, it have that? It does. And it's ugly. It has a freaking oil derrick. Like, because there is one right in front of the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, I know, like, we know, like, with the... um that Oklahoma has a lot of oil stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It's because we cater to that. We cater to those entities. We don't give them, we don't tax them as much. Imagine if we did. Imagine if they paid their amount of taxes they were supposed to and they didn't get tax breaks. Imagine like if our like education got the funding it needed. Mm-hmm. If our mental health and our hospitals and everything that like was properly funded because of because everyone paid their share or something yeah but um, back to what you're saying with the tags so with the tags all of this was supposed to be indian country indian territory the whole state was Mm -hmm. except for the panhandle which was i think no man's land or whatnot yeah but this was all indian territory historically that's what it was supposed to be so like people forget about that. They're like, oh no, it's just like that. I was like, no, it all was. Mm-hmm. And then like more like um assimilation, land, stealing, theft, like allotment act. That's how they did it. They took our lands. Um and that's how it got to be to the current state, which they proposed like the eastern half of Oklahoma to be the state of Sequoia back in the day. Mm -hmm. And they came up with a whole constitution and like seal and stuff like that. And um, it was like kind of like denied or whatnot. But basically the whole seal was like 
replicated and used for the state of Oklahoma. It just was reversed or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I think we still, I think tribes should just like recognize and just like, oh yeah, this is our sovereignty. This is our state. Like this is what it is. Yeah. 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 They need to pull together and I'm not paying that if that happens to me because like, I mean, I, I address like my council mm -hmm. and I asked him, I said, Hey, um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's kind of going around. It was the first thing that, um, I guess a lady got pulled over. She got ticketed for it because she had the Oto tags and it was being shared around. And so I read it and I read the comments, but you know, like comment wise, you don't know what's true, what's not. Um, and so I wanted to know like what is the actual truth of all this. So I hit him up and you know, I said, Hey, do I need to worry? Cause a lot of us don't live in Pawnee and a lot of us live here or out of state or in, in the state. And I said, I just want to know, I was like, and then what do I do if this happens? Like, is there something, is there a protocol? And they just kind of said, Oh, we've heard of this, but we don't fully know either. So let's, we're going to round table it. And so like any other tribe, they made a, uh, a big, um, posts about it on the website and facebook too and basically it has to do with the um i don't, I don't want to say i guess it's public information i guess to, to the state but they call it a certain term it's like olets or something like that mm -hmm. and it has to do with like their state their tribes that haven't shared that information from their tags they, they don't have to and they don't they, have to they're a sovereign nation voluntarily that's the name that's where that's one thing is like tribes voluntarily did it so i think i think we did it a long time ago when that i guess law passed but then yeah it's like our sovereignty it doesn't allow it it shouldn't make us do that no we're like, our we're, own separate government yeah that's what i'm yeah yeah like we're the we're our own separate thing we're our own thing and so you get into that talk of like we didn't even have to do that and there's no point in doing that because that doesn't that doesn't like go that doesn't even ha doesn't even need to happen with our tribes mm -hmm. like any tribe here and so it's just like a big i don't know it's a big screw up and i know he's mad because he's not getting his way and he's, he he wasted so much of our money state money trying to fight natives with the gaming compact yeah that was it i was like what stupid thing was it yeah <laughs> racism is what it is but yeah like that, okay so i don't i don't know the exact things for it or uh -huh. but the exact dates but you know like what's this this turnpike that goes to oklahoma city in tulsa tulsi um so that was built on bonds the state of oklahoma built it on bonds from this private entity mm-hmm and it was supposed to be paid off in like the 70s or 80s like all that's what the toll was supposed to do that's what it was supposed to pay off the bonds for it mm -hmm. but they that doesn't happen because like they only pay the minimum amount and so they just like these private entities and state just keep accruing this like these monies Whoa. yeah and so like imagine like if that thing was paid off if it went to education, we are like one of the lowest in education. Mm -hmm. 
our teachers our teachers don't get paid enough they go to other states um we don't have enough funding our schools like our roads like how about we just make our state better instead of like coming after tribes (laughs) (laughs) yeah for real yeah and i've heard of that that um the toll thing i mean yeah that's supposed to be paid off way back in a day it was like 40 years ago yeah 40 years ago and and then it was like oh well we I think they changed it to where they're trying to lie, I guess, about, hey, uh, well, we actually have them now to pay for roads <laughs> that are damaged. And it's like, yeah, but wasn't it made? Wasn't it for the bond that was a while back that this whole thing was even made for? And then nobody really brings that up. It's just mainly like, oh, the tolls are for the roads. And but pe- some people on, you know, um, social media, they say. We shouldn't be having tolls now. Like we shouldn't have these tolls and they keep going up every year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. It's just like, I remember I heard about that maybe 2012. And ever since then, I've been like, when are we going to get rid of the tolls? Like there's, we shouldn't even, even have paid tolls. No, we shouldn't. No. And that's why tribes don't have to share their information. Cause yeah. this is all our land too. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. And so, and education, like, and that's another thing too. Like we pay for so much, like we're taxed so much. Even when COVID hit, we still had to pay that, whatever it was, and all tribes. And I mean, I man, we give so much of the state for healthcare, for education, for God. There's like a whole list of things that our taxes do for the state of Oklahoma. Yep, we like I I see signs about us like. Like, um, Cherokee Nation's like, oh, we built this road, we repaved it, we gave these to these schools, and, like, I know, like, a lot of the tribes do that, and then, of course, like, whenever, like, COVID was happening or was in its big thing, it's like, okay, we have these vaccines, we're gonna give it to our first language speakers, we're gonna give it to our elders, and then go down the list, and then there's, like, okay, we have surplus amount, anybody can get it, anybody can get a vaccine, and stuff, it's like, we're helping people, it's like, that is what community does, it helps each other and that's what tribes are founded on and that's mm-hmm. what we believe in it's like because it's like and also like our tribes and nations have been like there's enough land for all of us and that's why i think they weren't so like they were so helpful to whenever like um the first immigrants came over and everything so mm-hmm. true but, you're on you're on our land bro yeah for real this is all <laughs> native land all of it like all of america like norse North, Central, South, it's all America. Yeah. These are indigenous people's land. This is indigenous land. Yeah. But yeah, there's so much of it. And I'm just like, give us give us back our land. Give us back our country. And it's like, America as an experiment has failed. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was, um, so I went to this like Frida uh, exhibit and it was, like talked about like, I think they said the Spanish occupation or whatnot. And I feel like that's like kind of what we're in is we're like, we're in the English occupation of America mm-hmm. and we've been here. Was it like 1600s or something that like they came and settled, like came to our shores, but like Columbus was in South America, 1492. Um, so it was like less than like 500 years or whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, still pretty young. Yeah, it is. It hasn't even yeah, it's it's not even it sounds like a long time, but it's not mm-hmm. if you really think about it. Five hundred years ain't nothing. Mm-mm. And yeah. we've been here since creation. Yeah, true. Yeah, we've been here since the beginning of time. Yes, and we have stories of that. And um, 
a lot of a lot of a lot of things I'm learning. I mean, because I'm just now getting back into um, our language. Like, same, same. I'm getting. I'm starting to get back into our language, and I did it as a kid, like a teenager. But I didn't. I was just doing it because everybody else was doing it, and I didn't really understand like what it was, like what we were doing. But now, as an adult, I see the importance of just kind of re like not relearning but learning your language how powerful it can be and then also like cultural stories too so that and i mean i'm dang about three years i've been helping out with our language program online this is my third year started in the fall and then we just started our culture classes cultural classes in person on wednesdays so i've been doing that as well online so they give us a a link for that too and so it's interesting to hear the stories you know growing up and then what stories other people heard of and like cultural things that have happened throughout our time yeah um i think there's a lot of knowledge in like our stories our (coughs) culture our teachings and like especially our language like um um i was gonna say something but can't recall a certain things but just like how we describe things like it's like so poetic too and it's like so beautiful and i feel like um like our language has power and it's like um we have this legend um a seminal legend that we used to be able to talk with and communicate with animals and they would talk back to us and stuff like that and uh, like one of the things i think about is like um I feel like the land remembers the land knows, like animals know. It's like mm-hmm. we stopped being able to talk to them, and so they just don't talk back. But maybe one day they will. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like animals do communicate with us in some ways. Like um, there have been a few times where it's like something's going on in my life or whatnot, and then I'll get a sign from an animal. Like I'll see a, like I'll see an eagle or something like that, or I'll see several eagles, and just like or like I come across a turtle or something like that, and it's just like it's really beautiful. And I think like it's a, I don't know, it's like a creator's blessings or a way of like communicating with us. Cause I don't know how else you would describe it. When we started spirit talkers, this cat showed up out of nowhere and it just started sleeping on our cars. And I was like, Oh, it's just a straight cat, you know? But then it just stuck around and it's crazy because sometimes it'll just be gone and just disappear and I won't ever see it. And all of a sudden, like, it'll just appear out of nowhere. And it's, like, it's very vocal, too. Like, it feels like when I talk to it, it'll meow back. Like, it's the most vocal cat, like, I've ever came across. And even, like, I'll, I'll, I'll say stuff to it in Pawnee. And Charmin will talk to it in Cherokee, and it'll, like, meow back. <laughs> like, it understands, like, what we're saying. And it's crazy because it's, like, I don't know. I asked it one time, I was like, do you know what I'm saying? And then he just like he looked at me, and he goes meow. <laughs> he did. Like, oh god, no, but like he's probably like my pony's a little rusty. <laughs> he said, "Ahu." He said, "Ahu, Dottie." <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, and then going way back too, like Chris told a story about, um, how. Muskogee's would talk to animals and there's a story he told and I love it man I love the story how it was a dog named Miko and have you heard that one maybe but it's it's like 
Miko and then the kid. I can't remember the kid's name, but Miko means chief, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the dog's name. And it was him and this kid. And then he had like a bunch of other dogs, like 100 dogs. And so me, I guess the kid wanted to run away because he just wasn't feeling like he was something. I can't remember. But they ran away and they went to what they thought was like a little house. But it was actually the the graves and mm, those... Yeah. Uh, I guess those house, uh, those housing. Yeah, over there. and I guess they went in there, and that kid started eating stuff, and he wanted to stay there. And so Miko was like, "No, we can't. You know, we can't. This is like, this isn't a house. This isn't what you think. Something's coming back." And then Chris tells it way better. I'm just kind of going through it, but this giant skeleton comes out of the woods, and I guess it lives there, and it starts like trying to come in the door and so Miko commands his dogs like the first wave to fight it and doesn't they doesn't they don't kill him and so the second wave goes the skeleton kills them all finally I think Miko and the last ones are the third wave and he's telling that kid he's like man just go home he's like because this is it if you don't go home then you know nothing this is for nothing and then the kid wouldn't listen so Miko and then the last wave fought that skeleton and they got him. They got him and but you know, every every other dog died and finally that kid was like, I'm sorry. I should have listened and then Miko's like, Well because you didn't listen, we're not gonna talk to you no more. Mm. And so Chris told that story and he said like the main purpose of is to listen, you know, like listen to, you know, what is being told to you. And so I was like, oh, I like I hate when dogs die, so I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. <laughs> but, I mean, just stories like that, and then, like like you said about, like, our language describing a lot of the things that, like, English language is stupid. <laughs> it's really dumb. Like, it's the most, oh, man, I, I can't stand it, but I'm an English language speaker first, mm-hmm. and it's so stupid. Because, like, once we started applying language, it was hard to forget English. It was super hard to forget it. And I didn't have nobody else to talk to. And I really was trying to get and understand, like, what we were saying as an adult. But as the years went on, finally I was like, yeah, like, I've always known English language is stupid. So now it's really, it's easier to just turn off and just forget it. Because now it's like, like you said, like a lot of our language describes, it's like, it's not like a sentence, right? Like, hey, look, a bottle of water. Do you drink that water? That's a lot of words. <laughs> when I could just probably say it, well, I'm sure we have a way of saying it in less than like three words, maybe. Yes, yes. It's like. like it's hard to explain. Like <laughs> that, that is how language is, yeah. though, because like. um yeah, it's like because like the way you say something and the tone you say it changes mm-hmm. like what you're saying, and mm-hmm. it's like I think that's beautiful. Yeah, and like yeah, it's like oh wow, we wow. It's like yeah, it's water. It's like but to say like I do that or he does it, she does it, they do that. It's like it just changes, and it's like I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It really is. How how long have you been? Um, when did you start? So. I grew up learning like how to count to 10 whenever I was younger. So nice. I mostly grew up with at my grandma's house. 
Um, and then, like, whenever I transferred schools to Seminole, then that's whenever I lived mostly with my mom and brother. Um, but we grew up, like, she didn't really speak it, but she would, like, teach us words every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just, like, um, like boarding school st- stuff, mm-hmm. like, and everything. And, like, of course, we learned the bad words, too. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows the bad words. <laughs> um, but... Um, so I knew that, and then whenever I ran for Miss Seminole Nation in 2010, then I learned how to do a, a long introduction. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would say, like, kind of like what I said here, like, my name is Marley Fixco, um, my clan is Wind Clan, and my band is Mikasiki Band. And then I would also say, like, my grandparents are Sally and Samuel Fixco, um, my great-grandparents are... Uh, I can't think of like there's even my but like I would say like both great grandparents on each side because like because like um our family is like really big and so like that's basically how far you have to go back to like I can go back to say like oh I'm related to you by this way or by that way because mm-hmm. um for instance my mom is one of five daughters and then my grandma is one of five daughters and so it's like like them and all their kids were all like kind of spread out. We're mostly in like the Shawnee Seminole area, mm-hmm. but um, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, are you Fixico? Like, are you related to these ones?" I was like, "Probably," because <laughs> mm-hmm. my grandparents were full blood Seminole, mm-hmm. and so it's like, so I'm really related to like mostly every Seminole, and mostly every Fixico, but there's some I'm not. So yeah, it's real hard dating whenever I was growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about it with somebody too. It's like you don't know who's who, and then if you like someone, it's like, oh god, <laughs> gotta, we're actually cousins. <laughs> gotta figure it out. It's like a, a real deep thing. It's like, okay, who are your great grandparents on both <laughs> sides? Where are y'all from? And then I was like, okay, I gotta like because I don't know my my family history all that well, but my but my some of my cousins do, and then of course my aunts do, and they're like, who are you asking about? I'm like don't don't mind me (laughs) just answer the question (laughs) but okay back to the original question um i started uh relearning language beginning of this year and so i was taking like um uh, language courses and then i have a book too and so like been trying to like self-teach and stuff like that but of course it it helps to have someone to talk to and to hear that Mm -hmm. so if anybody wants to practice language in the tulsi area let her know. Hit her <laughs> let, up. Let me know. And you're serious about it. <laughs> but I, I do have like some friends who like kind of know, but it's just like finding that time that fits all of our schedules. Yeah. When did one of the classes? Um. So Seminole has a class. Seminole Nation has a class right now on Tuesdays. It's via Zoom. And like in person at the Mikasiki Mission, I think it's at the North Community Building. But mm-hmm. I have class on Tuesdays, like pretty much all day, mm-hmm. so I can't attend. Uh, but I was taking like, but there's YouTube. Um, shout out to Seminole Nation Language Department and Muskogee Nation Language Department. They have um, videos and stuff like online, like on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then I used to do the Muskogee Language class. Um, cause I would see their stuff on Instagram a lot and I'd be like, Oh, that's whenever they have practice or whenever they're doing this and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. But I haven't seen as many like, um, posts for their classes lately cause they, 
whenever it was going on, they had like six weeks programs, like two to three times a week. And so it was like pretty nice. And it was like during lunchtime too. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. Um, but, um, of course I can go back and like rewatch like YouTube videos and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Do you have any fluent speakers? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, there's several, um, I want to say there's probably at least that I know of, there's probably like that, like I'm kind of like acquaintance or friends of, I know at least five that Mm -hmm. are and they're younger too, Mm -hmm. but I know there's like older ones too. Um, I don't know the exact number, but, um, which I'm really like surprised. It's like, I'd like to be a more fluent speaker, but, um, I've also recently learned that, um, Seminole, um, well, Seminole in, uh, is like in the Muscogean language family. And it's also like the way that I was taught is like, um, very Seminole, Seminole, uh, similar languages. (laughs) 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 Um, but, um, like Seminole and Muscogee are like pretty much the same language, um, except for like some words. Cause like I was told this story growing up about how. Um, this, um, one of my mentors was like visiting her, her husband's family or something like that. And like, she was saying something and talking to like her husband or his, uh, or her Mm mother-in-law and she's asking her like, why do you keep talking about the fork? (laughs) And she was trying to say something else. And so Mm -hmm. like that, like that was one instance, like the words weren't the same. Mm. Um, but I also wonder, like, I know we have a different dialect Seminoles do. And I think, like, my dialect is, like, a little bit different as well uh, whenever I speak um, and my tone of how I speak um, just because, like, how I grew up hearing, like, hymns and, like, whenever I went to, ch- uh, whenever I was younger, I'd go to church. But there's also, like, um, a Mikisiki, um dialect and there's a Hijiti dialect. And so those are kind of, like, their own, like, type of languages, too, mm-hmm. which um, there may be one person that knows uh, Mikisiki. Um, or Hijiti in this area, but I think someday I would like to go back and learn those and bring those back here mm-hmm. as well, which is, I think it's pretty cool just to be able to speak and communicate between all things because, you know, Seminole tribe of Florida in, is there, and there's also, also the Mikisiki tribe down there as well. So, mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be. I just want to be fluent, actually. <laughs> I mean, because, like, uh, I don't know. It's, I, I say that, but there's so much, like, just to learn. And we're, we've, so back growing up, a lot of it was kind of English, Englishized, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a word, but it, it was like, like, like that's a band that's my band and people i guess from what i've from what i've heard in our class i guess people would uh put that they would call that the rat clan and so like i remember hearing that one time but i didn't know what they were talking about i was like rats I was like, what does that mean and so but in this class you know pita hobbit it's like the last so our R's are D or mm-hmm. like D sounding or they can be L or N sounding the R's. And so that's where like the last three letters of that, like you don't have to use the A after Dota. It's like 
R-A-T. So that's where (laughs) they would say, like, Rat Clan. (laughs) And so, like, they were saying that in class, like, it has nothing to do with rats. It's just, like, England, like, English, like, it says rat. So that's why they would say rat. So it's, and so, uh, but it means, like, man going downstream, pretty much, Mm. is what it means. And so that then everybody's just like oh okay because i guess everybody's heard that before like rat clan mm. and i remember hearing that and i was like hmm, do i want to be rat clan because <laughs> no. everybody knows like skeezy's like wolf mm-hmm. like that's wolf clan where um where originally where the pony from nebraska, nebraska. area and yeah we kind of got drove down after massacre canyon mm. and so Kind of lost everything through that. And then we just kind of moved down here. And I think we came down with. It had to be more. Like right now we're at 3,000 members. 3,000? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little less, a little more. I'm not really sure on the number, but I know it's pretty low. Hmm. Yeah. That is kind of low. What's yeah. I think uh, I always have like is something around that much too really because uh-huh. my um, my sister Shay she by the way but you know like I feel like we should be able to enroll in all of our tribes I know like blood quantum is like a thing but mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like if you're a member of that tribe or like if you have lineage you should be able to like be all of it because like it only hurts us in the long run I think because mm-hmm. like because it's also like how can we choose just one part of ourselves in like also we shouldn't have to choose like we're only this and we can't be this we should be all of our tribes does mm-hmm. that make sense yeah so. i know that yeah i know like some allow that mm-hmm. some tribes do allow you to double dip triple dip i guess it's proper words i don't know because <laughs> <laughs> uh but i know ours is uh you can't do that like mm-hmm. you can't be like because i'm oto as well but I have to choose one. I can't, I can't enroll in both. And I forgot like the whole, I think it's because of benefits. I think, Mm. I think if I'm wrong, let me know anybody, but because some tribes get per cap and then some kit, some get like really good benefits, I think. And then some don't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they don't want you to like take from others. I guess, I, I guess I, that, I think that's what I've heard, but if I'm wrong, let me know, somebody. I think it would, yeah, but I think it would only help us, you know. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it'd be, yeah, I don't, I don't know the true story behind not being able to enroll in whatever all your tribes, I guess, like you're saying. But yeah, I see like how it would help, like because it would improve the numbers, it would improve those like benefits of that tribe mm-hmm. like you can i know a lot of pawnees that aren't enrolled pawnee mm-hmm. they're enrolled other places because they got they got what they need mm-hmm. and so yeah it would probably drive our numbers up even more if they could yeah but who am i to say that pawnee nation who am i <laughs> <laughs> who am i to to question you guys but yeah i i would like to be oto like enroll in oto too I think it has to do with the, the land, right? Too like land allotments. Maybe, probably that. Probably it's all assimilation. It's all the True. government's fault. 
Everything's their fault. <laughs> Probably. Just blame them. So I don't speak my language. Why I don't live on my land. Let's go to McDonald's. No. No. <laughs> I'm just man, kidding. No. Man, I'm I used to kidding. work there. I worked there for a long time. Did you? Whenever I was growing up, yep. McDonald's? McDonald's. This is one I bet you can't stand it now. I don't hardly ever eat it. Yeah. Because I worked there for about four years because whenever I was in high school, I was like told to go get a job. Mm. Whenever I was like not even 15 and a half years old, I was like, go get a job, got a job, which like it, it helps that my friend worked there too. So, Uh-oh. but uh, I learned a lot of things, learned how to be a leader, learned how to use my voice, learned how to manage time and whatnot, but got enough of it during that. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though. McDonald's. I worked at Sonic when I was growing up. I worked there too. I hated it. <laughs> I liked it, but the people I worked with were stupid. Like they would sit, they would put so much stress on you. And it made me quit. I was a cook and I enjoyed cooking the burgers mm-hmm. and shoot going on lunch and making my own four patty burger. <laughs> And but dang man, this lady was just tripping all the time. She was like, "Hurry up!" I'm like, "Dude, Pawnee's not even that big. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Chill out." <laughs> you want it to be good, right? <laughs> <laughs> so like two weeks out, man, I was I was out of there. I was like, "Man, I'm out of here. I'm sorry, I can't put up with this lady." But yeah, it it was cool. It was it was. I don't know if I can do it now. I'd be too stressful now. <laughs> nah. No, I can't go back to fast food now. It's like, I make too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. How, so you said that helped you create your voice, well, leadership use, skills. Yeah. So, yep. To transfer into college. College, just like general life. Because uh, like, cause I worked there whenever I was 15. And then like whenever I turned 16, I became a shift leader. Really? So, like, I was, like, under management but above crew. And so I – and, of course, like, I always like to learn stuff. And so I want to know – because, I don't know, maybe it's just, like, I want to know everything. Yeah. And so I learned how to do all the different positions. I could – the only thing I couldn't really do was, like, be alone by myself as a shift leader because I needed management there. Mm -hmm. But whenever I turned 18, then I became a manager – a shift manager and then i could be there i could run the whole store by myself whoa yeah and so I, like they're like older people stahekis or whatnot one of them specifically he walked out on me in the beginning he's like because because i was telling him what to do oh, like, and i was yeah. like I'm, I'm the boss yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then he went and became a manager at another store like in seminole and i'm like i'm never working there i'm never eating there because that guy works there <laughs> not because <laughs> I was vo- avoiding him or anything, yeah. just because like I knew his personality, and I was just like, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got beef. He's at Burger King. And- <laughs> no, there's no, no Burger King there. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, a lot of people, like, I'm a small, like, native woman of color, and then a lot of people didn't like that. Mm. I was telling them what to do. So. And you're young. And I was young, yeah. I was, yeah. like, probably, like, I wasn't the youngest manager because my friend had beat me to it because he, because whenever I started working there, he was like the youngest person there, and then I, like I was like following in his footsteps kind of, mm-hmm. 
but I don't know. It paid me well enough, and I was, like, flexible with my schedules and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And so that was, like, my first real leadership-type position. Dang. Very young. Yeah. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, and then I trained people all the time. <laughs> and too. that, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I worked at our uh, travel plaza, um, after high school and I got to be, well, I was like 18 and then I, I got the job as a vault manager and that was kind of weird, like, because I was young too and yeah, like telling people, I guess how to do stuff and I really feel comfortable because they made me feel uncomfortable because I was younger mm-hmm. and so it's hard to be like, to say I'm the boss, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm your manager. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is how you do it. But I don't think I've had anybody quit on me. But but I don't know. It was just it was just hard. Like because because they made me feel like I wasn't supposed to be in that position at a young age, eighteen. Like just yeah. And so, but now I look back on it and be like, I should have been like just the biggest baddest manager i could have been laid down the law <laughs> i shouldn't have been so nice like, <laughs> i was just trying to be nice and liked and i was a shy kid too so i was i was coming out of my shell at that time too and but that after that though i went to i went to iii and that job did like you said it helped me more with yeah leadership skills i guess and just being more me like not being afraid to try to be myself because I'd run across all these people off the highway and I have to interact with them or I'd have to help them solve a problem or something like that, you know, and, and going in after that, going to college, it helped, it really did help me just kind of be more vocal, I guess, mm-hmm. ask questions, uh, learn, learn a lot more than what I did because public schools didn't teach me anything. <laughs> I had to learn like all my history and things that people recommended me through the books that they would recommend is to be like, Hey, you're Pawnee. You should read this book or read this article or do this because I never learned that stuff growing up. So it was just interesting to be in that, I guess like kind of, uh, that school. And then the people that were there, the natives that were there who knew themselves and their language and all that knew more than me and it intimidated me, but it helped me become, like more aware of like who I was. Mm -hmm. And so now taking all that, like we were talking about earlier, languages and culture now, you know, taking all those years of that and actually like growing wiser and more knowledgeable. That's what's helped me want to become fluent in Pawnee Mm -hmm. or like learn like our stories of creation or foods or whatever it may be or ceremonies and stuff like that like now to fully try to understand it it sucks i'm 35 hey but at least i'm there right in the mindset of it yeah yeah because i had to do a lot of growing up before doing that yeah what is it like uh who is it it's like the amish have like rumspringa or whatnot whenever Mm. like um so like they go off their their community for a while and they go live out life or whatnot mm. and then like they come back or whatnot i feel like kind of like like you said like um 
now that you're older, you're like, you kind of have figured out this. Like, we were experiencing life, too. Mm -hmm. We were gaining and living and learning. And so it's like, okay, now that we've done that, let's do, let's focus now. (laughs) True. Yeah. (laughs) Not that we're not, we weren't focused. (laughs) We were having fun. (laughs) I wasn't focused. I'll tell you that. (laughs) There's a lot of crazy stuff I did. Hey, but you're here and you got some good stories to tell. I'm still alive. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> now, did you start No Heart Designs after you got out or after you, you didn't, did you say why you dropped out? Um, Let's see. I owed a bill. I couldn't go back to school. Let's see. I. Or are you just not feeling it? So there's different things. There's like. <laughs> Um, so the first time I feel like whenever I first went to school is whenever I, in 2010, I had right before I was in the process of running for Miss Seminole Nation. Mm -hmm. And so during that first semester, I, my grandma passed away. And so that was really tough. And so like, um, I think like being put in a leadership role as a tribal representative and then dealing with that grief I didn't feel like I I kind of just like blocked it off I kind of just like was like doing what I needed to do but also trying to go to school and then I was also going back home to work on the weekends Mm -hmm. and try and do my princess duties and so it was just a lot and so um I got in some trouble academically and then I lost financial aid and then I like um just because, like, a lot of stuff's going on. I'm live, going to OSU away from my hometown, away from my family and friends. If I was going back, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And there's just, like, a lot of, like, imposter syndrome as well. And so, and then I also got depressed. My grandma died. Mm-hmm. And so I've struggled with, like, my hental, my mental health probably, like, at least I can recall, like, since I was 15. And so, um, so if I did that for a couple years. I was doing classes but also like not like really focused and like just sad all the time and then um i think in like 2012 is whenever i took my first break because i like didn't have enough money to pay for school so i took time off to work um and then i had a really bad breakup too and so like whenever that happened like i really wasn't in the best mindset and then i started counseling And so I went to a counseling and it pretty much saved my life. Um, And um, it helped to like talk about my childhood um, and like bring up my self-worth. And like, I'd never really talked to anyone like really like that. Like I'd like kind of talked to my mom, but like, I don't know. I just like didn't felt seen or heard and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it was a safe space for me to talk about what was going on in my life and how I felt and um, that breakup and everything. And so I had to basically rebuild myself. And so I did that, and I took summer classes. Um, And then I kind of just, like, kind of worked for a while. And then I went back to school in, like, 2016 or 2015. 15? Yeah. I think the fall of 2015 or six no yeah t- fall of 2015 so i took like a three-year break mm-hmm. and that's whenever i went to school um 
I was married at the time. Um, and so I went to Swasu and I was doing engineering technology there and I did really good whenever I went to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working too. I was working at one of those fast food places. <laughs> <laughs> that don't pay us enough. <laughs> oh. But, you know, the, the struggle, yeah, the the grind. And so I went to school. I was doing engineering technology. I was doing really well in school. And then I did that for one year there at Swasu. And then um, I applied to the uh, Native Explorers Program, which is a program geared towards uh, Native American students who want to go into science or medicine. And so um, my husband uh, um, at the time had been through that program and like he like encouraged me to do it because I was in science and so I went to it and then that basically paved the way for me to go back and return to OSU because mm-hmm. I was in that and it was like through a study program through there and so I was like and I had always wanted to do that I wanted to finish my degree at OSU and um so in fall of 16 we moved back to Stillwater and we um I started going back to school and everything, um, which was good. I think, like, um, I did that for a few years and then um, had some kind of, like, family issues come up again. And um, that put my pause on school. And then I had to work to pay off my schooling. And so I did that. And now I'm back in school, <laughs> which is, <laughs> like, really interesting because, like, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but this happens to me sometimes is like, I'll, I'll have an idea of like what I want to do, but like I live my, my life very much in the flow. Mm-hmm. It's like, cause like I'm open to whatever I need to do, whatever it calls to me or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I had wanted to go to Santa Fe to model and I had applied, um, with one of the artists in like for a show and I had like even gone to Albuquerque to be part of this model casting call, but never heard anything and I never got anything back. Mm -hmm. But, um, so I didn't get the opportunity to go there, but I was like, okay, so that's not happening. That venue's not open. And it's like, and then, um, see, in the past year or so, I got also got divorced. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm like, trying to build myself and get myself up to a steady place. And so when, whenever people ask, like, oh, what are you working on? I'm working on financial stability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's the most important thing to me right at this point is being able to be financially stable and to take care of myself so I can eventually take care of my family. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm going to school. And so I was like, I'm going to go finish my degree so I can be financially stable and so I can take care of my family. And so, but... School started, like, that week that Swaya, or, like, that Santa Fe Indian market was happening. Mm -hmm. And so, but I was like, well, we'll just do this. And so there was, like, hoops that I had to go through back and forth, getting different things, college transcripts, like, sending papers and stuff that I had to do before I could get enrolled. And it's like, oh, well, you need to enroll here at TCC to end OSU. And so because of, like, I needed, like, some classes because, like, prerequisite classes or – like intro or like your like sophomore senior classes basically because mm-hmm. you can't because otherwise you'd have to go to Stillwater to take those there I was like because these were like 
junior senior levels at OSU Tulsa. And so I was like, you gotta do this and can be currently enrolled. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So that whole week that that was going on, I was like doing all my paperwork, trying to get in school, getting enrolled in my classes. And it really did take like a week. And so it's like, but the little bit of like um, resources, resources that I had that I was like, maybe going to use to go to Santa Fe. I was like, no, I use that towards school. I was like, I need to invest that into myself. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of like what I've been doing. And so um, I've been very much like kind of like on the school grind and like going and focusing on my classes. It's like because I felt like I needed to invest in myself and like this is what I've wanted for like the longest time. And so now it's like, well, I don't have anything else like that's really like – pressing or whatnot but it's like this is what I want and so it's like it wouldn't have been happened if I didn't like if I I don't know if I would have gotten in school and gotten this far and on this path if I wasn't had gone to Santa Fe if that makes sense sure so it's like but this is what I needed to do it's like this is what like I wanted to do because there was a chance for me to move away and I was like no I was like I need to stay in school I was like I want to go to school this is why I'm staying up in this area otherwise I would have gone back home Mm-hmm. Um, but so, and then it's like now, like we talked about transportation, it's like even more now, it's like we need transportation. Indian country needs transportation. Mm-hmm. Think about how much money you would save, like if you didn't have to pay car maintenance, gas, and you would get free time also, mm-hmm. that travel time. You could be able to edit podcasts. You could be able to read, learn language, draw, do art, and stuff like that. And it doesn't have to be expensive. No. It's like other countries have it. Why can't we? Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. But, I mean, it's like everything worked out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. When we were talking about the swaya and everything and how you really wanted this, though. Like, you've been grinding for it. And it took a while. But, I mean, that's how things go, though. Like, it they never work out how they're supposed to, mm-hmm. it, and it takes time to man shoot. I've I've done all kind of stuff where I've where I like recently past five years I've I've realized like failure is just it's 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 a good thing because mm-hmm. you learn so much. Yeah, but I used to take it as like man, oh I'm not good at anything. And I'm not going to amount to anything because I keep failing at stuff. And that's how my mindset was because I guess, like, that's how it was with, like, I guess that's how I thought it was. But nobody was ever, like, steering me in the direction of, like, well, failure is cool because, yeah, you get to learn from that failed whatever it is. You get to learn from that and then put it into something else that might fail or might not fail. Who knows? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's the joy of, like doing something new or doing something that you're uncomfortable with or scared of or something like it's always like a like if you fail at it then keep doing it mm-hmm. until you don't fail at it but until you succeed at it that's the better word for it but yeah. but i mean like all that like from when you started school to all the things that happened and that happens to everybody too like all kind of family stuff happens like drama within your friends or your relationship or anything like that all happens like and i liked how you found that safe place to talk about it you know because a lot of people like like for me like i even know that was a thing like counseling like you hear about counseling when you're growing up but it's like 
I don't know what that is. I don't want to tell this person this stuff because I feel like I need to just keep it all inside and ball it up. But now it's like, I just tell everybody on here (laughs) for everybody's ears to hear. But I mean, but I mean, it's just like, it was because I was afraid to like tell who I was, I guess. And the things that bothered me and maybe, just these things that didn't feel normal like yeah like sometimes i didn't want to be alive right but maybe by saying that and me getting over that that would help somebody else to be like man it's hard out here Mm -hmm. but i mean you're gonna make it right like Mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna be able to get through whatever it is you're going through and then see that next day and things will get better like they will because i've been I've been at the bottom. I lived in my car. I was homeless. I was trying to make it as a fighter, but it just wasn't happening. And I had to switch it up and be like, I need to find something else because there's a lot of people in this industry that I'm trying to make it in, and it's not easy. Even if I do make it, then it's like you barely get paid anything, and you have to be a champion in order to make that big money. So, I mean, even if I did make it, shoot, I'm probably still making like $3,000 and I have to pay taxes on that. And then my gym and these fees and stuff. And then I didn't think of that till I got older. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, had I would have made that, I'd be in jail probably because I wouldn't pay taxes. I wouldn't have paid anybody. And I would have gotten in trouble because I was so young and I didn't understand business. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I had to get through all that. And now it's like, I've told that stuff here and there and everything. And everybody tells like the same thing of like getting over a lot of things that they had to go through, but it's always like in good time where it's like, yeah, you had to probably, you probably had to go through that. Mm -hmm. You probably did. And it helped you along with all the things that you talked about here into who you are now, because I mean now like, you know, we're just chilling you know, and we're talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about it and it's a lot of great information of like from the things you had to go through, you know, loss, a lot of loss and to where you are now to where you are now, like I said, into school and you're about to finish and you got this great idea of a, of a, of a uh I don't, what's, what's the proper word here i don't i still want to say train it is like a high speed rail train that high connects speed, indian country high yes. speed indigenous train yes yes and see like green powered solar powered like, renewable energy powered yes well, that's another thing too is like i was gonna ask you is like is it solar powered is it i mean because that's all these, the direction all these like, all these advancements like mm-hmm. why not yeah it should be it's like we should be working um and making things in mindfulness of with nature and like voting as well. We need to be voting in mind with nature. Like who is like going to do harm to the nature? Who is going to like, who is going to like for the people too and whatnot. But yeah, um, I definitely like all that stuff. Like whenever I started at chemical engineering, whenever I first went, I was like, Oh, I was going to go to the medical field mm-hmm. or whatnot. That's what I was going to do. It's like, but had I finished or whatnot, maybe I would have been working there. But 
I could tell you at that point, I was not very culturally connected or anything. I was just like, kind of, I was in a way, but I wasn't, it wasn't like who I am today, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, whenever, whenever I resumed back at OSU, something really crazy happened. Standing Rock happened. Oh, and yeah. I saw that mm-hmm. happening. And I was like, I don't know. I was like sharing stuff. I was like sending stuff. And I was like, just like letting people know about it and just like I I don't know it changed who I was at that point and it's like it also showed me that native people and people in general can just stand together and make change happen Mm -hmm. because that was a huge movement there were people all over the world that knew about Standing Rock and um and like um like basically how it was supposed to go through a primarily white community and then it's like no we're gonna send that down towards yeah. this reservation mm-hmm. and it's like and like even now like so many oil pipelines are bursting and just like polluting waters and land and it's just like when is it gonna be enough for you people like you can't drink poisoned water you like you can't grow anything in poisoned land like um that's what we need to be like keeping in mind of i think with like how we choose our leaders is like also keeping in mind what they're going to do for the land how they're going to help the land and like mindfulness of like where we're going to the future because because we have so much waste now like um i think about with like plastic in general plastic's made from oil right Mm -hmm. and so like when you buy like single-use plastic things when you buy anything it mostly comes in plastic Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just trash. Mm-hmm. It's just trash. We're just, we're just spending our money on like oil products to use one time, and it's just trash. <sighs> and so it's like, one of the things I think about as an engineer is like it's supposed to improve the lives of like your of the of your community, of people around you, and um, help better people's lives. And so that's primarily why I chose engineering school. Mm-hmm. But like what you were saying earlier, like I've struggled a lot, like. Mm-hmm. You don't hear me talking about it all the time. Yeah. Like, I'll talk about it with people, like, when I'm comfortable with. But, like, yeah. I'm not posting about it because it's, like, I'm still going through it. <laughs> yeah. But. True. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> I'm glad we could laugh about this. <laughs> but it's good just to share, like, we're all human. Yeah. We are. We have our ups and downs. We have our good seasons. We have our bad seasons. And it, like nobody's life is perfect. My mm. life is heck not perfect. Yeah. But I'm figuring it out. I'm making it work, and I've grown a lot. And it's like all, everything that I've done, I believe it's for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I heard this thing whenever I was younger, like at a funeral or whatnot. It's like um, I don't know if it's like a legend, or a wise tale, or something like that. But they said that um whenever you're born or whatnot you see your life like before you're born like Mm -hmm. um you like you see what's going to happen to it or what happens to you and like sometimes like um a stillborn or whatnot they choose not to live that life maybe they saw it as too harsh or something like that or something happened or i don't know this is just kind of like hearsay but it's just Mm -hmm. like if I believe in that, which I kind of do, it's like, I've already chosen my life. I already know that it's going to be okay because I've, like, I've decided to live it. But also, I know that my life is a gift. That my 
grandma, she sacrificed so much for her kids to be able to put food on their table, to be able to go away and work like an hour away, to come back to feed them, mm-hmm. to send them to school so that they, they could have a better life. My mom worked so hard to send me to school to get an education, and that's what I'm trying to do. And so I'm working hard so that my my cousins, my little nieces, nephews, and like so, and my family, and so, so that I can take care of them. Mm-hmm. And so that's my purpose, and that's what I feel like. And so that's what kind of drives me, and I know like um, not everybody thinks that way, but I also think that it's important to be grounded in community, and that's kind of like what gives me hope. And so whenever I struggle um, or like I get, get kind of down, I think about that. It's like, like I already have so much strength in me from my family and I have so much love um, that they have given me, that they, they continue to give me, that they support me. And it's like, how could I not like try and live like a good life or our best life? And that's why like, I also try to do like a lot of random things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if there's like a weird opportunity or something, it's like, oh yeah, I'll try that. Like. You never know unless you try. Yeah. Like, been modeling, been acting, and been able to travel and see so many things. I've met some really cool people. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, I went on, I went to Georgia for a film project. I don't know if I can say it, but <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's a Marvel one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Has this, like, a really cool female lead and um, amputee. Uh, superhero so um, but like so I went out there for work and then whenever I was there I saw that my favorite composer he his name is Yuki Hayashi Mm -hmm. like he was having a concert in Washington DC and I saw it like that morning or something like that and um and I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he's, like, in the U.S. Because he's, like, in Japan. But he does, like, all these amazing, like, songs and music. And it really, like, helps build the story. My favorite, like, anime is, like, Haikyuu, which is about volleyball. It's very uplifting. Um, it's about a, boy, a boy's volleyball team. Mm-hmm. And it's about this kid who's, like, he's, like, five feet something or whatnot. But he wants to be, like, this really awesome volleyball player. Mm-hmm. And so, but everybody's like, oh, you're too short to play volleyball. But he learns how to jump really high. Mm-hmm. And he's able to become, like, basically the ace on the team, which means, like, the kind of, like, the star player. And he, like, helps build them up. And, like, his, like, his, um, he's, like, infectious to them. Like, he helps, like, want the team to be better. And he has these really big dreams and goals and whatnot. He's like, I don't know how to do this, but we're going to figure it out. And so they, like, all learn from each other. And they just, like, help each other grow and evolve. And they end up going to um, the national tournament. Mm -hmm. But he does the music for them, uh, for that series, and some other ones like uh, My Hero Academia and like some other things too. But anyway, him and my other favorite composer, Kuruwara, he does uh, Inuyasha, the soundtrack for them. They were both having a concert in Washington, D.C. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I saw that and I was like, there was talks of us getting paid, like for being on, like we're always on set. And I was like, man, if I get paid, I'm going to go to Washington, D.C., and I'm going to go see Yuki Hayashi. Uh And then, sure enough, that day, I got paid. And so I was able to go to Washington, D.C., like I flew there. Um, Mm -hmm. And then um, 
then I got to meet him and I got a picture with him like on the Whoa. trip. And it's just like sometimes it's just like manifesting. Yeah. Like what you want and speaking kindly and like kind of like um, also speak kindly to yourself, too. It's yeah. like it's like and then you never know what's going to happen. And it's like and so I got to meet him and I got a picture with him and I was like a total fangirl about it. But like. <laughs> and he's responded to me a few times on Instagram too, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true, though. I mean, <clears throat> like, like now, like when things go bad, like I just say, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be okay. Like it's not the end of the world. As before, man, it'd be like, oh God, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna do that? What's I don't know the outcome of it and you don't mm-hmm. you don't have control of whatever's going to happen but you do have control of how you speak to whatever it is you're dealing with and to yourself and that's the other thing too it's like don't be too hard on yourself mm-hmm. you know like don't because i used to be like that i used to be like man i, I suck man I, i'm trash and like I, i'm not going to be good at any but it's like once you keep doing that you're going to believe that once you speak negatively to yourself then you're going to be like yeah I do suck. I'm never going to amount to anything. And you can't do that. Like you have to speak like, like just positive to yourself. Like you have to, you have to do that. You have to do that with your life. Like, man, I know it sounds crazy. It does. It really does sound crazy to be like, if things are falling apart, don't fall apart with it. Mm -hmm. You have to be like, man, it's going to be okay. Like everything's happening that can happen now. Mm And trust me, it's happened to me recently, like over the past year. It's it's been bad, but it's been like gonna make it, mm-hmm. gonna pull through. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 just like a test, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a big test of like how you can take all this stuff and learn from it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's true. Like manifestation is like that's that's real. Like I've I've done that too. I've done it to where. I've done it every day. Like I've said something every day and it's happened, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's been, it's been like just people say, Oh, it's coincidence. It's like, no, like you, you do speak it right. But then you, you have to do like these crazy things, like go to Georgia, Mm -hmm. hear about it. And then be like, if when I get paid, right, when we do get paid then I'm going to go see him and it happens, right? Like it does. Like you have to take these chances. Like you have to just not be afraid to not, take chances yeah that's like whatever opportunity because that's what i do too like every opportunity i get yeah i'm terrified but i still do it (laughs) (laughs) yep i'm still scared (laughs) but it's gonna happen because like you know this opportunity was presented to me and i asked for it so i'm gonna do it yeah and i'm gonna make the most of it exactly and i mean that's that's just like yeah that's i talked about somebody else too and I, i just told him man don't be so hard on yourself man just yeah like it's hard everything's hard but dude just work at it just mm-hmm. keep working at it and then just you'll be surprised where you're at in a year mm-hmm. or two years or three or whatever it is like however long you go you'll be like you'll look back and laugh like like yeah that was really hard but look where it got me i definitely think it's like speak kindly to yourself treat yourself well um i have noticed like sometimes whenever i'm not feeling my best or whenever i'm like kind of down it's just it's like Sometimes I feel like, well, I haven't got enough rest. Mm -hmm. I haven't drank enough water. And then I've been like, haven't had enough time to like prepare food. Like, or Mm. like to meal prep or like have something like good. And so I've been eating out and I've been eating crap. And I'm like, 
just like then i'm like not taking my care of myself financially because i'm spending money like um on food and it's just like but i know like whenever i feel good is like drink lots of water get some good rest and then like i like have made my like i've prepped my food so i don't have to worry about that and so it's just like it's like i find that taking care of like doing things now for the future me so that like i'm helping myself out in the future or whatnot is like kind of makes me feel good it's also kind of like self-care yeah yeah, that's a big thing too. It's like food sucks. <laughs> but I mean, it's always good to like prepare your future self for cuz that's how I am too. Like I'm getting older and I feel it from all the things I've done and just like achy sometimes. Like it's getting colder now, so I'm just like real my knees ache sometimes my joints on my shoulders like it's just like a lot of things where i could uh, i should have done over the summer but luckily i was so busy that i dropped some weight so during the winter i'm going to continue that to like drop more weight because winter time hits i just i eat whatever i eat and especially over the summer it was so hot it was so hot and Honestly, I didn't even feel like eating some days because, God, it was just so hot and gross. And I was just like, I don't even want to eat, man, because I don't want to sweat. I feel all gross. And so that's what helped, too. And I just drank a lot of water, too. I drank a lot of water. I tried to stay hydrated. I looked at ways of what more can I do to stay more hydrated. So I did coconut water Mm -hmm. with those um, liquid IVs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a new thing. Like, if you don't like coconut water the taste of it pour some liquid iv in there and it tastes like man it tastes so good like i just started drinking those and but you can't overdo the liquid ivs but i did maybe two or three a week and water Mm -hmm. just so because i kept cramping and i wasn't used to moving around a lot but you know now i need to continue that into the winter because i know how i get man i know how i get i just Oh, Whataburger. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, but McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm no, I'm I don't kidding. endorse eating them. And they're not endorsing me, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but it's, yeah, it's hard, man, because like food sucks and you have to realize like, I don't know, even I was talking about this with somebody else to even like just regular stuff you buy at Walmart or sprouts or something like you have to look at the ingredients Mm -hmm. like what's in it like what's it made with and it's sometimes it's made with a bunch of sugar and it's so crazy how things like that like that you think are healthy are made with like sugar Mm -hmm. and not raw sugar like the man-made sugar high fructose corn so all that stuff it's so crazy to see that in your products and so man i try to go grass-fed sometimes but it can be expensive but I just have to moderate the things I do and how I do it because, yeah, you got to look out for your future self. Like, do it now so you don't have to worry about it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Investing in yourself. Yeah. Do you know, like, the daily amount of sugar you're supposed to have is, like, between, like, I think it's, like, 26 to 32 grams of sugar. Yeah. And it's, like, that's more than a can of pop. Let me see. <laughs> I got one right here. Yeah, this says... 39 grams so that's more than you're supposed to have (laughs) dr pepper right here but i do like a couple a day used to 
in the spring, it was three liters a day. Dang, that's a lot of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> two liters, though. Wait, this has 39. Imagine what a two liter of Talk to Pepper has. Mm-hmm. And I would drink those every day. Yeah, I was addicted, man. I was so addicted. It was bad. No one told me. <laughs> I'm telling all of y'all now, cut back on your pop. <laughs> cut back on your pop, drink more water. <laughs> but, like, so, growing up, I would, like, go to, like, these, like, camps during, like, my mom's work or whatnot. And so they told us, like, oh, if you cut back on one pop a day, like, for the rest of the day of the year or whatnot, you could lose, like, 15 pounds. Yeah. And so it was, like, dang. But they didn't tell me about the sugar, but that's what I heard. And I was, like, oh. And so, but over the past couple of years, I've like pretty much cut out pop. I'll have it on like on occasion, like if I need caffeine, mm-hmm. like if I'm at a powwow or something and I have a meat pie. <laughs> 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 just, some things just go well together. Yeah. <laughs> nice Pepsi with a nice pow or nice powwow, nice uh, meat pie. <laughs> yeah. Is that your drink? What do you what do you like? Coke, Dr uh, Pepper, Pepsi. Let's see. I'll drink Pepsi. I guess I I like Coke, but like if I get one of those, I try and get like the zero sugar one, mm-hmm. even though like the additives are probably like just about the same. You know, like in other countries, they don't have like um, corn syrup in their pop. Yeah. It's just like pure cane sugar, which is healthier. Mm-hmm. Which is healthier? Why don't we have that? Yeah, lobbying. I saw, I saw a video on TikTok where these uh, kids in the UK, I think, they were trying American soda. And you know Big Red? Mm-hmm. You know that one? They brought that over there. <clears throat> and I like Big Red. Like, I, I love it, actually. But they poured it into a glass, and they were just looking at it, and they were like, look at that. That's not supposed to be that red. And then they smelt it, and the, I guess the bubbles were hitting their nostrils in a way that hurt. Oh. And it was hurting him, and then they drunk it, and they were like, that tastes just like cough syrup. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, what does your cough syrup taste like then? Because here, if it tastes like, if that tastes like cough syrup, then our cough syrup is like a lot, like NyQuil is like a lot stronger, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it's so different there than here overseas. And I always hear that with foods, too, mm-hmm. like organic stuff. Like real fruits are the way they're supposed to be. As here, they're like ginormous mm-hmm. and they're filled with pesticides. And yeah, it's it's pretty scary. Yeah, <laughs> they're like poisoning us with our food, yeah, and our water, and like what we put in. It's like it's like when you think of like with commods and like stuff like that. It's like that stuff. Okay, I like. If you look at us, like, old pictures or whatnot, we were, like, really strong, like, healthy people, mm-hmm. lived off land, natural meats and stuff like that. Very lean. Very lean, you know? Like, we had people that could, like, run, like, hundreds of, th- hundreds of miles, maybe. Yeah. Like, in between and, like, on horseback and traveled and stuff like that. And it's like, well, when do we put all these, like, preservatives sodium sugar and whatnot and then like you restrict us to like a small portion of land and it's just like just like i don't know it's like warfare yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's i because i got some pictures of there's one hanging up over there and i was looking at it when i first got it and i was like man like we were but yeah you think back of like the things we used to do 
it was always walking. Mm-hmm. We're always moving, hunting. Uh, it just wasn't sitting around watching TV, you know, or like things weren't so convenient. Mm-hmm. You had to actually work for your food, your water, uh, to stay alive. As to now, me, I look at myself like back. My my heaviest was like four hundred, and it's pretty much four hundred. And I was like, God, what did I do? I just sat around, slept all day. <laughs> like, I just gained all this weight through the food that they gave us, mm-hmm. you know. And then growing up with commodities, you don't know it's really bad for you mm-hmm. until like, yeah, you grow up and it's like, oh, it's just, it's canned meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Powdered eggs. You know, it's like all these like struggle meals that people would say struggle, right? But mm-hmm. I grew up with them. Like I grew up liking them. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know. I'm just like I grew up with them too. It's just like I made some like those like powdered eggs. Like it's like, huh? I just made it with some dirt water or something outside, and mm-hmm. it's like it looks just like eggs. Yeah, even with my dirt water. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of taste in there. <laughs> just a little bit of a uh, fiber. A little bit of Mother Earth in there. <laughs> but yeah that's cool though like uh you talked about modeling and acting and and then we've you know we've seen you modeling a lot of places too and then acting is that new um fairly new or have you always been wanting to act whenever i was probably like second grade or whatnot i said i wanted to be a pop star Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and i remember like we used to have like this camera and my mom would like film us and stuff like that. So I would like perform for the camera, but I don't know. I was like pushed towards education, like in high school and whatnot and less being creative. But now like as I'm older, I've kind of, kind of learned how to balance that. And of course, like, um, I think acting, my first acting thing was (laughs) actually, in elementary school, we used to do these, like, little programs and stuff like that. And mm. so one of the programs was, like, about animals or something. And I was, like, a bee. And so, like, I don't remember what the was thing was, but I, like, I made, like, this mask. I made some, like, wings and painted them out of cardboard. And I had, like, those yellow rubber gloves on. And I was, like, committed to this bee role. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember stuff like that and, like, singing, of course, like, in like little programs like in growing up um my first like kind of like actual paid role was uh i was a background uh stomp dancer or like um um let's say like watcher and uh the teata movie by the chickasaw nation i think that's on netflix by the way mm, nice. um so it has graham green in it and uh gil birmingham and uh that one uh, native actors i can't say her name and so um but is that Corianka? yeah okay no, yeah okay. um so it had them three in there and it had like mckenzie ashby or something like that and this other one and so i actually got a picture with graham green and uh gil birmingham mm-hmm. um and then i went to the premiere and so that was like kind of the first thing i don't think you can really even see me on screen maybe i'm in the credits um but that was my first thing um and then Next one, I was a stand-in for Willie Jug on the pilot of Reservation Dogs. And so I was there for like a week. 
And so um, as a stand-in, he kind of like are like sitting in place of them while they were setting up the camera and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so like I met like a lot of crew and people there. And so that was pretty cool. Um, and then that was um, in the early stages of Reservation Dogs. I didn't even know if it was going to get picked up or whatnot. It was like the first episode. Mm-hmm. And then it did, which was awesome. Um, then I came back. For the IHS episode in season one, I was like a nurse um, walking around in the background. Like you can see me like I'm in like blue scrubs and then I have like a a blue cocoa like um, scarf in my head. Uh And so like uh, there's a few times like, you know, when Cheese, uh, a.k.a. Lean Factor, is talking to Natalie like and she's like, do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. so I like walk by that like a couple times or that's the one spot you can uh, see me. And then whenever, like, I think Lane's walking to um, Casey Camp's room, his grandma. Mm-hmm. Like I am like walking with um, this elderly woman and um, her like granddaughter and I like point towards this room or whatnot in like that hallway. So, and then I was, they did... Whenever they did like the Sonics episode, um, a <laughs> talk about them. <laughs> not sponsored <laughs> uh, with the deer and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I was like at the drive-in, but you didn't see me on screen. Um, and let's see, I think that's all. Season one, I was in. Season two. Um, I was not in, but in season three, I was there for the filming of the episode where they break out, uh, Graham Greene, AKA mm. Chabon. Um, but I didn't get used, but whenever they blew up the bus. So I was there for the filming that day. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. That okay. was very cool. <laughs> so, um, funny story is that it's like, um, so we were just kind of like sitting around and whatnot. And, like, because you do a lot of sitting around whenever you're on sets and just kind of, like, mingle, chat around, find mm-hmm. something busy to do. And so we didn't, we weren't really getting used. And it was kind of like lunch break time. And I was, like, sitting on this, like, wall thing. And I was, like, no, seeing there's a whole bunch of trash. And I was, like, I'm going to just pick this up. And so I'm, like, picking up trash <laughs> in, like, this area. And which is good because, you know, plastic takes a long time, like hundreds of years yeah. to break down and like aluminum and all that stuff, plastics. And so I felt like it was like good to like do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I found a turtle. <laughs> I found a turtle in like this enclosed concrete thing. And I was like, hey, turtle. And so I was like showing everybody on set the turtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like going around and was all like petting him and everything like that so i was like it was just kind of fun <laughs> it was just like because this turtle was like maybe trapped there for who knows how long or whatnot and i was like this is the, what it's like to be on a movie set or a tv show set <laughs> just like going and letting everybody take pictures with him and pet him and stuff like that <laughs> Save that turtle. I think so. I, yeah. I feel like I gave him the best day of his life. Yeah. Really. So. He got to meet, meet everybody on the show. Right. <laughs> He's like got so much love and attention. And I think I just like, just like, oh, this is turtle. Uh, Loja. And so I was there for that day. And then, um, then I was also a, um, 
boarding school students in the flashback episode. Mm. And so it was like, I think that was like, uh, it was about four days on set, which was pretty cool. And one of the first roles I got uh, cast as was a hacky sack player. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can actually see us, but we was outside and we was like practicing and we was having fun. Uh, There's like a few of us, like Tomo, Koda, uh, and Memphis wasn't in there with us. And then there was, I think it was Chris. Um, but there was a handful of us. Was Sadie there? I think Sadie. Um, but so we was all like trying to do hacky sack and like look good and be professional. <laughs> but like, you know, hacky sack's kind of hard. It <laughs> is. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a good time. Um, and then we was just like doing like the other stuff, like uh walking around with the luggages and moving out of the dorms and stuff like that and then when we was down at the lake or the river and had fun there too Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's awesome and i thought you were in a days can days and confused one yeah that is the one okay the the lake okay (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i was in like the tulsi king too but you know you were in that Uh uh-huh i was in that first episode in the dispensary I'm like wearing a yellow dress with a blue sweater. Are you working? Like a worker in a dispensary? Are you a customer? I was a customer. Okay. I'm about to watch that again. Uh Yeah. So so whenever he's like, like brings down that like security system or whatnot, he's like, and talking to them, that's where, that's the scene I'm in. Okay. I'm going to have to look. Mm -hmm. You can fully see you? Yeah, you can see me. I don't think you get to see my face, but okay. you, you can see me in a few shots. Oh, okay, okay. Because uh, I, I remember watching that episode. I think I watched, like, I didn't finish the first season, to be honest. Like, I don't know. It just. I just watched the first episode. <laughs> I think I went to episode three or four, mm-hmm. and I just, like, oh, I'll catch it later. Mm-hmm. But I just never did. <laughs> That's okay, you know. Maybe I'd watch it again if they were actually filming in Oklahoma. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, he couldn't. He couldn't stand the heat. Hmm. Can't stand the heat. Get yeah. out of the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sylvester. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sly. No. <laughs> so you've been in Tulsa King, Res Dogs. I'm gonna get that word. Tiada. 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 I mean, I've been applying for stuff, too. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, just see what happens, you know? Yeah. Like we said, see what happens. Mm -hmm. If you don't get it, then cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I always think, like, whatever is meant to be will be. And so Mm -hmm. I try not to stress too much and just, like, go with the flow. And just, like, if it's meant to be for me, then then it'll come my way. Yeah. Yeah. So any, well, I shouldn't ask future movies because we don't even know like what's because the strike just ended mm-hmm. so a lot of things are starting to come back around and i uh, noticed a few posts now where it's like hey background i heard background's getting paid more too that's good yeah that's real good. i saw i don't know if that's real or not but somebody posted that and they said uh because of the strike too it ended so now background will get a bump in like or a raise, I guess I should say. That's great. Because, you know, like, before it was, like, $10 an hour for, like, background. And it's, like, minimum 10 hours of work or whatnot. But, like, that's a guaranteed rate. It's, like, 
But you know, a living wage is like like nowadays is still fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah. It's like and people really like have like their own jobs and stuff like that, and they had to take off time and lose get a pay cut to go do these things because mm-hmm. they have interests and whatnot. So good, glad we should get like all of our actors, writers, and everyone need to be well compensated, and of course have job security. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy to think like AI could have taken over. That was that whole like writing and everything, and it was like, oh my gosh, like it's pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like sci-fi films and stuff like about like AIs. Like, do we not learn? Do we not know? (laughs) 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 Like, I don't know. I I definitely feel like there's a difference whenever like you can tell something is heartfelt and heartwritten and whatnot, and it's like it shows up, and it's like and it's received well, it's celebrated versus just like. Uh, I don't know different things on like, like on streaming platforms or whatnot. It's just like, I think about like these remakes and whatnot. It's like y'all don't have any good ideas, do y'all? That's why y'all don't have good ideas. That's why y'all's trying to get a computer to do True. it. True. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's just remakes. Mm-hmm. Things we've seen. Mm-hmm. Then like it seems like all the newer stuff, like newer ideas, they get shut down. Hmm. Not shut down, but I mean, they go for a little bit and they just cancel them or something. But, oh, another Halloween. (laughs) Somebody's trying to kill somebody. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it's true. Like, another, somebody else is trying to buy Halloween now and they're going to make more Halloween movies. No. After the, I liked Halloween, the one that came out, like, that was, I guess, a direct sequel to the very first one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a remake. It was a direct sequel. I like that one. But then Kills was okay. It was all right. And then Ends was awful. I was like, why did you make this? Like, <laughs> this is, this is I want worst, my money back. <laughs> worst trilogy I've ever seen in my life. Like, But, I mean, it's true, man. Like, So, everybody says that, too. Like, on comment sections, it's like, Hollywood just doesn't have any ideas anymore. No. It's just the same stuff over and over your time is over it's the native indigenous renaissance era guys yes <laughs> we are here yeah. we have our own stories that we're i was gonna say that we're not telling online <laughs> actually we are <laughs> we're telling it on now. spirit talkers <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that do you have any like modeling coming up oh not right now um so um I'm working and going to school right now, so I have like about a month left of school for the semester, mm-hmm. and then like hoping to have like in my break period to have a lot of time to create stuff because, mm-hmm. um, just like with di- like different things going on in my life and over the past year, I haven't been able to do as much as I wanted because like you know just like dealing with life and it's just whenever you're kind of like I don't know kind of down you don't feel like creating stuff and whatnot but i feel yeah. like a lot better and i have been over the past like um probably a few months which is strange considering stuff that's going on mm-hmm. but like also school takes priority and takes time to study so yeah yeah that's important though yeah because that's what you want to do yeah yeah you want to finish up and is that are you finishing up in the spring um I think it's probably going to be next spring. Next like, spring. Next, I think it's going to be spring 2025. I I would have to get with my advisors, but, like, one of the interesting is, thing is, like, whenever I finish my, like, um, 
my lower classes at uh, TCC. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have like three associate's degrees. I'll have one in engineering, one in mathematics, and one in physics. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. So. Okay. <laughs> it's not just for one piece of paper. I'll be getting four. <laughs> Dang, what can you do with an associate's in those? Go teach? Probably go you teach so? or get like I say, like I'm like I'm I know math and I know science and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um probably could go teach, probably could get like um with an engineering one I like would like to be able to have like um like an engineering drafting job if that like came about because I, I like that that's fun and i have lots of experience with that mm-hmm. um but also like i currently work at um in digichic um, which is right next to southwest trading company shout out to ashley and hank bible and erica mm-hmm. um and so and digichic is uh, a new native arts uh collective um founded to represent like native fashion here in Oklahoma with artists from the 39 tribes or people who are artists from o- artists native artists from Oklahoma ties with Oklahoma ties mm-hmm. um so um so I'm working there right now for the season and so like I like that and like I'm really good and been working on customer service since I was 15 mm-hmm. so I have lots of experience um but um, so just like working, doing school and doing all these other things. It's just like a lady of many hats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure, you know, you have how many podcasts? Four? I got two. Well, I had three and then I got two now, but yeah, I do two and then just random videography, photography mm-hmm. jobs. And then, uh, oh, commentate football. Uh, yeah. Just a lot of, oh, help with our language program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. A lot of hats, but a lot of a lot of learning how to do them. Because mm-hmm. I just jumped into them. I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. But then it was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> why did I say yeah? But, I mean, you learn. I had to learn. And luckily, everybody was calm. They weren't so hard on me. Mm-hmm. And they, they allowed me to adjust to the way I need to. Right? So, it's always nice when... You have people that are compassionate mm-hmm. towards you when you're just learning stuff. Because mm-hmm. I make a lot of mistakes. I still make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's it's just like learning from that first time I ever did it to, like, now it's, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, commentating. Like, my friend or Arthur was like, you want to commentate football? And, you know, like. I just said, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, like, cause I was open to a lot of stuff and ideas and trying new things. And, uh, I said, yeah, I don't, I don't really watch football anymore. Or I don't know too much about it, but yeah, sure. Like I'll try it. And yeah, that first time I was just like holding that mic and I was just like, uh, first, <laughs> like, I didn't know what I was saying. Like I, I lost all the lingo and I didn't know what to say. And, but then like, he was cool. Like he was like, hey, you did good, man. But I knew deep down, I was like, that wasn't my best effort. So I'm going to try to do research on how I need to talk, what I need to say, the lingo now, um, what's, what's, what's good to say, what's not good to say. And just kind of remember the things my coach would say too, you know? And so, but all this time it's been, you know, just learning that to be able to 
commentate well and he commentates too with me now so that's fun before it was just me talking to myself and it was kind of hard because i didn't really know how to conversate with myself mm-hmm. i never did a podcast by myself but i love doing podcasts with myself and just talking to myself now i was always afraid to do it but just that and just the people that give you a chance man and they want to see you shine mm-hmm. that's the thing it's like that that's so helpful it's not just like all right like you gotta pick it up or something you know something to where it stresses you out to where it's like dang i'm not i guess i'm not doing good <laughs> like i guess they're gonna replace me or something but to have people like arthur or like taylor and zach or um just people that hire me randomly just for different things it's like hey like be creative you know, have, run it by us, so you know, and then we'll we'll try to guide you on how what we want to, and just working together. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it helps so much when it's just not like a boss breathing down your neck, mm-hmm. making everything so hard and stressful. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, you want to get better? Then yeah, just get better yeah. <laughs> and show up. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> But I mean that's that's basically like how I feel too, and like in Digichic, man, like we went there right before we went to Skaz Skaz yeah. yeah, is it Skazicon? Uh, I've always heard it Skaz D. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say without D, so I don't really know. Like, uh, I, we need a, a Chalagi person to tell us. Yes, please, somebody <laughs> <Darn> tell me. <laughs> Cause I, I swore I saw it with the D, but then I looked and it. I thought I saw it with the without the D, and I was like, "Is it Skazdi or Skazdi or Skazi?" And then I was just like, "Man, I was gonna quit saying it." Like, <laughs> but um, we went to Indigi Indigicon, Indigichic before that, and man, it's a it's a it's an awesome store. It's yeah, it's a great store. It's a great location right by Southwest, like you said, and um, very colorful in there. Very vibrant. Um, now, are the are the uh, sewing materials the uh, is that Southwest Trading Company? Yes. Or is that that's Digi-Sheek? Southwest Trading okay. Company? So, like, they bought that space and they wanted to expand and do. Um, uh, like the sewing materials, the um, fabric, the fabric. ribbons, and the uh, shawl fringe, and so they got that going on, which is really cool. Because like, um, in a lot of, in a, I think they may have like uh, plans to go to expand in the future to mm-hmm. include more items, but I think it's just like kind of like a, a process. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, they got that, and they got all like those really cool items and like um, gifts, and of course like the like the people in there are amazing too yeah and so but yep so like you can go in through either side southwest Tranco or indigishik and like they're interconnected um uh, southwest train company is open uh, seven days a week we are only open um at indigishik five days wednesday through sunday uh and both are open 10 to 7 nice and then the grand opening was that yep. weekend. Yep. Uh, okay. November 3rd. Okay. November 3rd. Yeah. How was that? It was really good. Um, so they had a couple of news stations come out and like talk to them. Uh, I say them like the founders uh, that um, that kind of had had this idea of what they wanted and what to do. Like I, I worked there as an associate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so just tell them the story and, like, kind of what they thought, like, this, like, needed. And there's, like, kind of not exactly a place like this um, in Tulsi. Um, but it really gives, like, a space for artists, like, who make luxury items um, or, like, one-of-a-kind items um, to be able to sell that and people to come and buy those and purchase those. Um, so, but it was really good. We, had, we saw a lot of people. Uh, friends, relatives came and just check it out and we'd like see people even now it's like oh we saw you on the news we saw we kind of looked and I was like oh cool thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> that's dope yeah I was yeah I've been seeing some of the articles that's been written about it and then the news I saw they made their way over there so it's big mm-hmm. it's a big uh, opportunity for a lot of our creatives here that are in fashion um I saw that Samurai Designs is there, mm-hmm. and who else is there? Alex, is it Alex Punkastock? Yeah. yeah. Um, Veronica. I have Veronica Pipestone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You. Yep. I got a couple of things. I got two necklaces in, in there right now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I've been focused on school. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, I got two necklaces in there, and then Doctor. Jessica Harjo, Weampe Designs, Weampe mm. Designs, um, and then Leslie Deer, LA Deer, um, yeah. in Tuchki, uh, Jaylee Lowe, she's a Seminole and Muskogee artist, she has a lot of Seminole patchwork, um, skirts and bags, are really beautiful, um, let's see, uh, we have some Kenneth Johnson, um, oh yeah, um, jewelry, jewelry, I was trying to think of the right words, yeah, um and then uh indigo arts and textiles amanda rutland um here's to you hud um and i know we have like a lot of others but that's who i got off the top of my head yeah yeah a lot of a lot of artists in there Mm -hmm. and then um like we're always bringing in new artists too um that will um to uh sell as consignment or they can do a trunk show which is um basically they're like set up for a weekend with a table and display and so they can sell their items that way too oh okay okay and then to get in the store contact um so you can contact them on uh at indigichic on facebook or instagram mm-hmm. in, at indigichic.tulsa um, we're located right next to Southwest Trading Company at 11th and Peoria. So, like, um, on the south side, um, where there's a parking lot, you can go in, um, the doors that are facing south. So, that's the main way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool store. It's a great store. And I enjoyed our time there. It was cool to just to see everybody's, uh, everything in there mm-hmm. and i can't wait to see what it looks like further down the line yeah so we're open through january 13th so 2024 uh so it's just like a holiday pop-up so is it mm-hmm. yep oh, i thought it was like for good no so this is kind of like an experiment to see how it does and oh. so like maybe potentially in the future if it does well enough or maybe some people want to invest more can get like a a permanent location okay so that's good to know okay and that's until what january 13th 13th okay okay the, dang okay so time's running out i yep. mean like time's already flying by so 
better get over there, everybody. Get over <laughs> there and shop indigenous fashion until we got January 13th. So, man, yeah, it'll be here before you know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Come buy your holiday gifts, support your local indigenous artists and family owned business. But congratulations to Southwest Trading Company. They celebrated two years. I know. They, they had their two year anniversary sale. Yep. That was the same. same week and, yep. 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 <laughs> we went there and got a meat pie. I wanted a meat pie oh, and great dumplings. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's like, I was sad because I wanted that because I thought it was going to be the weekend before, but got postponed and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting some grape dumplings for a long time. You missed out. They were good. <sighs> well, glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> they were so good. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. No, they were really good though. But they'll have them again yes. yeah somebody will have them yeah, again they'll have them again but uh marley we'll go ahead and cut it here thank you for coming on i enjoyed our time talking you know we never really get to talk much when we see each other just out and about so mm-hmm. it was cool to hear your thought process and let's rebel against <laughs> The clown, the land back. The clown that is it. <laughs> no, but for thank you for coming on. I enjoyed our time. Uh, let let everybody know where to follow you, keep up with you, and whatever more information you got. Okay, I'm Meadow Russell, uh, Oki Podcast for having me on, and uh, I really appreciated your inviting me to your home and giving me a chance to speak here. And I really had a good time conversating with you as well. Um, you can find me primarily on Instagram at noheart underscore h o k t e uh, hokti. Um, noheart um, is uh, is in heartless is the translation English translation for fixico, and so it says like basically fixico woman is um, my Instagram handle, and then my company is um, at noheart designs, all one word. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but I haven't been on there since like February. (laughs) (laughs) So I really limited like my social media. Like I deleted my TikTok too, and I deleted my Twitter. And so I was like, Instagram is like mainly like my one thing. I do have Snapchat, but I don't hardly use that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just trying to make my way off grid someday and just reconnect with the land. Yeah. I was going to ask you, that was one thing I was going to ask you. Is that a dream of yours to just kind of get off the grid? And mm-hmm. yeah. It is. Like, I just want to go, like, ideally, like, and what I'm, like, working towards right now is being able to get some land where I can um, ideally watch the sunrise and the sunset and see the stars and have, like, no, like, traffic sounds or whatnot that is like ideally what i'm wanting like in the next year for myself Mm -hmm. ideally like three to six months um because i want to like also like be able to live there and i want to be able to create there and be like have a studio like on the land and so i don't know it's just like even though i i like tulsi a lot because of the art scene and like all the native creatives and stuff that are here but it's just also like i want to be in nature it's where i feel happy and it's like Right now, in this point, like, I spend most of my time, like, inside, in town. I want to be on nature. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. (laughs) I feel you. I think when you get to a certain point, that's kind of, like, one of the goals. Mm -hmm. To get out of here, off the grid, have some chickens. (laughs) 
you know, like just have like all these like your own things that you don't have to worry about nothing. Yeah. But have like some sort of income to where you really don't have to worry about anything. So yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Have solar energy, have wind, yes. have well water. Yes. Shoot. Yeah. That would be amazing mine is that and i want to build an earth lodge yes i want to okay yeah. yes okay okay <laughs> <laughs> so you know like hobbits i was like mm-hmm. i was like the shire the, yes the shire <laughs> the hobbit folk the, <laughs> the half leaks <laughs> so i'm like halfway convinced mostly convinced that those are bur- like um like based off of indigenous people in our mounds because mm-hmm. we used to live in mounds mm-hmm. in like earth lodges and stuff like that so it's just like that's what I want to do too. I want to have my earth lodge and just like nature hidden, like you can't see me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I've talked about that with our colleagues. I'm like, I have some land somewhere, and I was like, if you guys are down, I'd I'd be down to make an earth lodge, but don't tell no one where it is. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like just, just certain people will know. <laughs> yes. It's like y'all won't y'all won't know when I'm gone. Y'all just like, what happened to Marley? <laughs> she's like, she's off grid. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> She'll pop up every once in a while. <laughs> You'll see her on TV <laughs> in that movie. Just randomly. Well, I guess Molly's doing okay. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> Their meat pie and her one one year soda. <laughs> Dang, got that power again. <laughs> they should, no. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Up on myself. <laughs> we will see it. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's that's a goal of man. When you get when you start realizing everything, shoot, that's a goal. Get mm-hmm. off the grid. But thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Everybody, go check out and Digichic. Uh, hit her up on uh, Instagram and maybe Facebook. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh. no, just Instagram. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, looking forward to the next time. Whatever you got going on, let me know and come back on. Or if you just want to come and talk, it doesn't matter. I'll be down for that. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about Earth Lodges. Yes. yes. Let's, okay, we'll just talk about that next time. <laughs> <laughs> How can we make our earth launches good? <laughs> what materials do we need? Everybody send in what we need. No. Send us a supply list and some, also some volunteer help. And a blueprint. <laughs> but uh, everybody go check out Okie Podcast, where you listen to podcasts. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Okie Podcast. My personal is at Russell's 49 uh, Add me on Facebook, Russell Sun Eagle. Okie Podcast is on Facebook as well. Uh, check out Spirit Talkers on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, wherever you listen to podcasts as well. We're there. Google us. You would find us. Uh, send us your stories. If you have any scary stories or any paranormal experiences, send them to me or Chris or our Spirit Talkers DM wherever. Uh, it doesn't have to go with the show. Just whatever whatever happened to you, just let us know. And uh, I think that is all. So I guess until next time, everybody, peace. Peace.